because I realized that we've forgotten about um, bringing humanity into finance, the human heart. Like it's like if you meet anyone from the finance world, they're all talking numbers and quants and it's like you forget about the human and the heart. And it's like, oh, but, and this is kind of where it bridged me then into the Awaken Your Wealth book is that I realized when I was working with clients one-on-one -on -one, that if I really tapped into what their heart's desires were and create a roadmap of how to continue to live the lifestyle that you want to live and where you're at, but then bridge to a place where you have this deep, profound happiness and joy because you're actually like taking your heart along for the ride, then, you know, and, and the Awaken Your Wealth book is actually the pathway that I walk clients one-on-one. -on -one. I've now put it in book form so that, and I have a workbook that goes along with it. And you can, you know, if you wanted to do the work yourself, you could actually walk through that. What if you, with purpose and mindfulness, decided to surround yourself with positivity? What if you walked away from negative energy? What if you were constantly the positive energy in every room you walked into until it became so contagious that you positively impacted everyone around you? How would that impact your life? You're listening to Compassionate Mindfulness with Xenia, the podcast that will inspire you to use your story to change the world. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Compassionate Mindfulness with Xenia. This is your host, Tanya Monuma. Welcome back. Okay, so I'm running a little challenge as I'm trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the conversations that inspire those who value personal growth. And the best way to do that is to leave reviews on either Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. So here's what you can do. If you feel like you get any kind of value at all from any of these episodes, write a quick little review and take a screenshot of your review. Once you've done that, email that screenshot to me at info at Once I get that screenshot, you'll receive one of my eBooks, Understanding Procrastination, Emotional Wisdom for a Life of Abundance. This book is guaranteed to have you start looking at procrastination differently, help you stop procrastinating and start living your life of abundance. It is a gift for being a listener, being a supporter, and of course, for you to be able to manifest what you truly want. So thank you for showing up, listening, being inspired and taking action. I appreciate you. So again, Take a screenshot of your review, send it to info at zenia.ca. The link will be in the description and I will send you that ebook. Thank you. And let's get started with our episode. All right. So here we are in week four of our season of Seeds of Abundance. And our month of May is all about gaining a healthy money mindset that will create abundance for you. Today's conversation is one I had alongside my partner in mindful awareness, Shilpa Lewis, and author of Awaken Your Wealth, Julie Murphy. Julie is a Chicago-based certified financial planner and founder and CEO of JMC Wealth Management, Inc. She received her Bachelor of Science in Finance from the University of Illinois and her MBA from the University of Notre Dame. 
a 27-year veteran of the financial services industry, Julie and her team have successfully served thousands of clients throughout the United States and abroad. Julie is adept at all the critically important aspects of financial and life planning. Consulting areas include, but are not limited to, portfolio management and asset allocation, including risk management, college planning, business and retirement planning, estate planning, life, disability, and long-term care insurances. Unlike other CFPs, Julie's approach is unique. She works with each client to uncover his or her relationships to their assets. Her time-tested program, PACT, which is P for picturing yourself, A for accepting reality and awakening, C for choosing to change, and T for taking action, has transformed countless clients' lives. Check out the link in the description to learn more about Julie and how her book can help you awaken your wealth. Click on the link to also claim your free copy of the book. So without further ado, here is Julie Murphy. Welcome, Julie. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you once again for being with us, Julie. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Just to dive right in, our first question is, can you share with us your journey on becoming a financial planner? Oh boy. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I'm the second oldest of 12 children. And so hard work was not a big deal to me. And when I was coming out of college, um, I was like, one of my uncles kept saying to me, you really ought to go into sales. You have this outgoing personality. I'm like, I did not pay for myself to go through college. And, and to be in sales, because I could have done that without a college degree. Like, that's literally what went through my head um, when I started. And so there were jobs that you could go to a bank. You could be a credit analyst at the time. You could go to a wirehouse, and you could do what they call dial for dollars, where you had to, like, literally cold call 300 people a day. And Or it was go work with an insurance company and where they taught you financial planning. And But... Financial planning was the only one that didn't have a salary. You had a $300 a week draw, which is like nothing to live on, right? Um, where the other two had salaries and I was like, I'll just build it up, I don't care, I'll build it up. And uh, so that's where my journey started. And I was a finance undergrad at the University of Illinois and then uh, started with John Hancock is where I first started. And they had a program where you would build your own client base, but by the end of their program, you would actually uh, be a financial planner um, and you'd have all your licenses and everything underneath you. And so I spent my 20s doing that. And towards the end of my 20s, I had um, said, you know what, as much as this program says that it's independent, I started to realize that if you didn't sell everybody insurance because you worked for an insurance company, uh, you weren't able to keep your contract with the insurance company. Uh, and that's when I really decided, like, I really want to be the client advocate and really, you know, first and foremost, be there for people and what they desired without working crazy hours to get enough life insurance sales to still be affiliated with the life insurance company. And so that launched me actually 22 years ago was when I incorporated my own firm. And, uh, can't believe it's been 22 years. I know I'm looking at you and I'm like, wow, you look like you're 22. Why, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Work on it every day. <laughs> yeah, you have We're a very, very youthful, 
that the life of abundance is kind of coming through your skin. Yeah. It's very useful. Yeah, you know, um, I really believe that, you know, I would say more than just being a financial planner, I'm, I'm, I help people life plan because um, it doesn't, I always say you work things out or you act it out and you do it through your money, through your health or your relationships. And uh, we were talking earlier about Deepak Chopra and he really taught me about this, um, that there really is this correlation between our health and our wealth. And even though you're super, you know, wealthy and you have a lot of money and I can manage your money, but then your health is breaking down, which is why in the beginning of my second book that I wrote, Awaken Your Wealth, I have a quote from the Dalai Lama talking exactly about that. And um, so you have to really look at what I would call your fourfold being, your not only your um, physical, financial, um, your mental and emotional and your spiritual. Like you really have to look at all areas of your world because you are who you are and you're plugging into all those areas and however it is that you're choosing to vibrate at and, and what kind of brightness and light that you want to bring to the world or uh, what kind of conditioning and, and, and the more shadow sides of ourselves. Yeah. And so every day yeah. work on being a bright light. Yeah, you definitely are doing the right thing. It shows in your, like we said, in your skin and your personality and everything. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So how would you say your book, Awaken Your Wealth, is contributing to your mission to financially heal the world and yeah. helping people to go from fear to clarity? Absolutely. So kind of was a journey for me. Uh, my first book is called The Emotion Behind Money. It's funny, I, I literally have it. I was going to... I was like, it has a nice little heart on it. Aww. And the reason I did that was because build wealth from the inside out. And so this was the beginning of my journey, the emotion behind money, because I realized that we have forgotten about um, bringing humanity into finance, the human heart. Like, it's like, if you meet anyone from the finance world, they're all talking numbers and quants. And it's like, you forget about the human and the heart. And it's like, oh, but... And this is kind of where it bridged me then into the Awaken Your Wealth book is that I realized when I was working with clients one-on-one -on -one, that if I really tapped into what their heart's desires were and create a roadmap of how to continue to live the lifestyle that you want to live and where you're at, but then bridge to a place where you have this deep, profound happiness and joy because you're actually like taking your heart along for the ride, then, you know, and, and the Awaken Your Wealth book is actually the pathway that I walk clients one-on-one. -on -one. I've now put it in book form so that, and I have a workbook that goes along with it. And you can, you know, if you wanted to do the work yourself, you could actually walk through that. Um, and along with other tips and tools that I have, you know, with my website and stuff. So it's kind of been the journey of how do you get out to the masses? You know, I was dealing with people one-on-one -on -one and it started with, you know, writing the books and then the workbooks and, now I actually do online group coaching so that I can teach a hundred people at one time, as opposed to just one-on-one. -on -one. And um, we're doing that so people come in and do, so we're able to get people farther down that path because everyone is looking for some sense of a profound sense of freedom and joy that they're like, I know I want it. I just don't know how to get it. Well, this is the path that the book, the Awaken Your Wealth and the coursework that I have is that path and how to get there and how to financially shift to get yourself there. Because on some level, people feel like if they follow their hearts, it's kind of like a non-for-profit. Well, if you go work for a non-for-profit, you're not going to make any money. And it's like, we have this belief system around the world that if you do good, 
and you follow your heart, you don't get paid. Right. And that is so That's, far from the truth. Yeah. It's a limiting belief that we have. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, many people in the line of work that Chilpa and I do, people will kind of call us crazy. Like, how are you going to have a career that, that you know, services people and uh, talks about mindfulness? Like, what is that, you know? But there's right. such... Once you start getting aligned and you see where it's going and you see how many people you can help and you mm -hmm. truly believe that you can help people, right. you know, I, I, I believe that abundance comes from that. You know, it's not just serving yourself, serving others as well. Yep. Um, so it's not yep. just financial abundance. Like you said, it's, it's all across all the of it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Cause it'll show up in your relationships. It'll show up in your family. It'll show up in your work life everywhere. It does. And I, I keep hearing the word align, which really resonates with the philosophy of spiritual development. And I feel like a lot of this is about the energy. It's not about the, some green piece of paper or something in a, an account, the numbers in your bank account. It, right. All of this is energetic growth. Yep. Yeah. I always say, you know, when people try to, they'll challenge me on the fact like, money is energy what and i'll be like okay can we just agree that einstein proved e equals mc squared and like that means everything's energy the light in front of me is energy this computer's energy i'm energy money's energy everything is energy and it's just different vibrations depending on what form it takes the different and i explain it in the way that if you were to walk into like a networking event and you walk into this thing and you know exactly like you get close to somebody and you're like, ooh, I gotta walk this way. Or you go like, ooh, I wanna know more about them and you're attracted to them. So that's the energy. And then people go, oh, got it. <laughs> like yeah. they're just not aware that that's actually energy. And then as we increase the awareness that everything is energy, then you kind of go, well, what do I want to energize with my money? And like, well, how do I do that? And I tell people like, First and foremost, I want you to take the word budget completely out of your vocabulary. Take it out. Why? Because the word budget makes you feel like you're clamped down. You can't do anything. There's shame, blame, guilt, and judgment. And that needs to be just completely removed because you can't expand into who you're meant to be if you're trying to put yourself on a budget because that's telling you that you're wrong. You can't follow your dreams. And I want you to reframe it. It's about how do you choose to have your cash flow? So then you're coming from a place of empowerment and not from a place of scarcity. And so you're choosing your path of your expenses going out the door. And most people feel like they've defaulted into a life and they're stuck. And it's like, no, like you are the creator of your life and what do you wanna create? And choose it. Even though some of those choices are hard, I'm not saying that they're all easy. And do you have more choices when you have more money? Sure. But you know what? I've met a lot of trust fund babies that haven't had to work a day in their life. They're more trapped than people who don't have money. Hmm. Absolutely. It's fascinating to me when I realized that I didn't grow up with money. I've learned to grow and maintain money. And I'm telling you, people who have money that comes to them from family members, there are strings attached to that money and you're not able to show up authentically in your life. So I always categorize people as um, there's the poor, the debtors, dreamers, accumulators, and then rich but empty. 
anyone who doesn't feel rich, like from a numbers standpoint of how much money they have, they feel like it's this linear line. And then once they get the money, then they're going to arrive. Guess what? You never arrive. Right. right. Ever. Because all you really actually have is the here and now. That's it. And so it's about how do you embody, and actually, I just finished my third book. Oh, congratulations. And it's now in the editing stages, and it'll come out in the next couple months. Um, it's The Four Spiritual Laws of Money. Oh, and my. it's about how do we embody what I call real wealth, no matter where your current reality is. And how do you do that? And then expand and grow into why you came to this earth and what your soul's supposed to be doing right now. Because I am just so excited to read that book. <laughs> I know, I know. And and the more you talk, Julia, it's it, we were just talking about this earlier. How we we find our tribe every time we talk to somebody. You know, the way you're mm -hmm. so mindful about this whole money thing and how you're so aware of the pros and cons and how it affects your body and how you know. It just reinforces that once right. again, we have the right people <laughs> to, talk to, <laughs> to talk to our audience about, about different Absolutely. things. And this yeah. one is a, is a great subject. This is a great subject. Again, I could probably talk to you for another three hours, but the next question, really, you answered it, but I'll go ahead and ask you, what role does mindfulness play as you guide your clients? Because you have already answered, but go ahead and maybe share. Yeah, you know, mindfulness, it's the new buzzword, right? Um, to me, uh, mindfulness is just about really uh, setting your intentions and of what it is that you want to create. And, um, you know, from a pure financial standpoint, for years, I've loved um, online savings accounts. And people are like, what? There's lots of them out that are out there. Um, and these are ones that pay more than the savings accounts that are in the bank. But what I like about them is you can actually name your financial intention. So you can give your account an actual title and a name. So for years, like people will come to me and say, I'm like, well, what do you wanna do three to five years from now? And they'll be like, well, I wanna go on more vacations and I want a bigger house or I want a better car, blah, blah. And I'm gonna go, and, where's the bucket that you have set up for those things to occur? Well, I, I don't have something set up for that. And I'm like, okay, you don't have something set up for that, but that's your desire. And so this is where you can, you know, a great one is like, you're done paying off your car. Well, now become your own bank. Name, not only call it a new car fund, like if you know you want a Lexus, call it the Lexus fund. If you want, you know, whatever that car is that you'd really like to have next, call it that. And then make the payment every month into that bucket until you're ready to buy the next car. And you might got two or three years of putting in that 400 bucks a month. And then now you have more money. Now you're becoming your own bank. You're retaining your financial power. You're taking away your debt is, uh, I'll call it, it's like your ball and chain. It's like your prison. And if you've ever seen the look on somebody's face when um, they pay off their house, they pay off their student loans, they pay off their car, pure bliss. People are so happy, but yet we stay in our suffering patterns and we take out the next debt because we think that's the way we have to do it. And that's not bringing mindfulness to what it is that you want to create in your financial. So it's all about your intentions. People just, we're so ingrained that that's the way you do it today that like, I had somebody say to me, oh, I don't carry any cash. And I go, why not? And she goes, what if I lose it? I go, what if you lose your credit card? 
well, at least then it's guaranteed that somebody else eats the problem and not me. And I'm like going, oh, this is this type of stuff that we are not mindful of that, oh, most people, if they have, if you, if anyone watching or listening to this is like, if you're, if it's a challenge for cash flow management, like you spend more than you have, or you have balances on credit cards, you know what? Put a hundred dollar bill in your pocket. Don't spend it under any circumstances. And people will be like, why? And I'm like, just watch what happens. Because what happens, do you guys, any idea what might happen? Knowing your <laughs> mindfulness training? <laughs> You're putting us on the spot. I uh, know, I, it'd be fun. <laughs> you become very aware. <laughs> right? So You're what do you think you become there, yeah. aware of? Um, the choices you're about to make around, should you decide to do something with that? So not only that, so in America, it's Benjamin Franklin's on the front of the hundred dollar bill. Benjamin starts talking to you <laughs> and you start poking all the parts inside your physical system where you are not financially abundant because Benjamin is going to bring up all that subconscious patterning. It's like, because we work out our emotions by our spending, particularly sliding credit cards. And then when you got a hundred dollar bill in your wallet and you're like, spend me, spend me. Oh, I have to, blah, blah. everybody tells me that it's like, they hear all this chirping and that's all the stuff that you have unresolved inside of your own mind. And it's like, and all you have to do to get to the other side to be more abundant is keep it in your wallet and feel the feelings that come up. And that's I love that. how you get to the freedom. I love that. That's how you move yourself from scarcity to abundance. Yeah. Being and, able to feel it is extremely important. Right. Yeah, because you know all about the body. The body's more intelligent than the mind. Right? And so whenever anyone's challenged with their cash flows or they carry balances on credit cards, that's one of the first assignments I always give them and it works every time. It's fascinating, but that's how you can be more mindful of, you know, and I will say um, to your point about like, you're more conscious of what you're spending. If you would not, if you had $600 in your wallet and you were going to go buy a couch, you would be way more mindful of the couch that you just bought then if you sled a credit card and you're like, ah, it was $1,200. I know I spent double the amount that I had, you know, but you wouldn't turn over 12, $100 bills for something like you would slide a credit card. You just won't. You're yeah. being more aware. And so if, if, if one is challenged in that perspective, that is a great way to start to build that muscle to get to financial abundance. Wow. That's amazing. And it's, yeah, I'm sure you have many more. So I'll still ask the question because I wanted you to, to, to give us some insights. What insights would you share with women entrepreneurs seeking to manifest a life of abundance? Because that's a, that's a great one that you just gave us. Perhaps you have others. Yeah. So if you, have you ever heard of HeartMath before? No. So there is an amazing organization called HeartMath.org. HeartMath is a research organization that they also have meditations of the heart and things of that nature on there. And what they learned after November, uh, I'm sorry, not November, September 11th, 2011, or 2001, oh, 2011. Yes, yeah, 2001. 2011. Yeah, it's crazy. How long it? I know, right? They couldn't figure out why the magnetic force of the earth went 4.1 times its normal reading. 
And then they started going, where else did it peak? Mother Teresa died. Princess Diana died. When The Bachelor picked his first date, because it's the most world-renowned show. Crazy. But these were the peaks in all this data that came from these satellites that are on two ends. Why is the magnetic force of the Earth peaking at these times? This is the question. And it was really noticeable on 9-11. Well, they came to learn that it's the human heart. When the human heart is activated, it's the strongest magnetic force anywhere. They now know that the human mind's magnetic force is two feet. The magnetic force of your heart goes for eight miles, and that's only because they don't have anything to measure it longer than eight miles, and they know it goes farther than eight miles. So, mom entrepreneurs, fellow entrepreneurs, because that's me, follow your heart 100% all along the way, because that will pull and draw everything to support you, even though you don't know how it's going to work out. I always say, I always, I'm always crunching my head and I got this nice little crease here. Well, that's my third eye because Julie, the financial planner, <laughs> wants to know, how is that even going to come into form, right? And I'm like, Ugh! like I can always tell, like, and I'll get that pressure right around my third eye, right? And it's because we have to detach from the how it shows up. Your job is to say, oh, my heart really giggles to go do this. I always tell people, follow your gig. Which one makes you giggle more? If you're trying to decide between two things, which one makes you giggle more? Because that's in your heart. And if you're contemplating, sure sign you're in your head, which means you're only gonna attract anything that's within two feet of you. Or would you like to attract anything that's eight plus miles from you, right? Follow your heart, it is the best. And there's so much research on this. Um, Greg Braden talks about heart math all the time. He's a scientist. If you don't believe me, like you can, I'm a financial planner. I like the data. I like the research. And that's why I've been attracted to uh, Greg Braden's work because he's a scientist, right? So spirituality and um, science he does where I do like spirituality and money. And um, so it's just about when you follow your heart, everything's going to show up because remember money is just the result of whatever you're putting out in the world because it's energy. And so if you energize, you know, what your heart desires, the money's going to show up. It does every single time. This is amazing because I never heard it put that way. You always hear about the law of attraction and mm -hmm. even with the brotherhood, they would talk about, you can have like the brain is so powerful, but it's not put into words of feeling it with your heart and making your heart come. It makes sense when you talk about 9-11 and, and times when there was deep sadness, like with mm -hmm. Princess Diana and stuff like I, that. It makes sense that it would be the feeling, like the heart that kind of attracts this, the magnetic fields, that, you right. know? So it's this whole concept called coherence. So what it is, is you actually have brain cells actually in your heart. They've just realized this uh, in the last couple of years that you actually have brain cells in your heart. So how you activate those brain cells in your heart is by feeling the feelings as if you already have what your desired outcome is. That's why a lot in meditation they'll say, okay, put out to the universe what you'd like to manifest and then let it go. Like detach from the outcome, right? Like we learned that in a lot of our Ayurvedic training and stuff like that, right? And so, and the reason you do that is because you need to feel the feelings as if, so if you're an entrepreneur that wants to, you wanna make over a million dollars a year, you know, and that's what you want to do. Well, you have to feel the feelings of like, 
What does it feel like to have the clothes of a millionaire? What does it feel like to have the house of a millionaire? What does it feel like to have no nine to five job when you're a millionaire? Like whatever that is. So the first step in my process I talk about in Awaken Your Wealth is you have to dream the dream. And so what do you dream of in your work life and your family life and your personal life? Because here's the thing, you can dream all you want about your business world, being an entrepreneur, but if you don't take the other parts along for the ride, you're going to wind up divorced. And your kids are going to hate you, right? So you got to make sure that, oh, I always set the stage that I always wanted to be a super successful entrepreneur. I want to be a great mom and be present, be at their school stuff. And I wanted to be in an amazing marriage. You know, someone that I love and adore and that's really soulful. And because I watch so many women who build the business and then they're considered the bitch on top, like the crabby lady, right? And because she's so out of balance because her soul's not being fed on these other levels of parts of who she is. And I promised myself that I would never let any of those sides go along the way. And even though sometimes it was like, now I didn't really actually understand that that was gonna lead me into a divorce, but it did. Because the more I aligned with my own heart, I realized that I was actually in a marriage that actually was based on um, my trauma in my childhood. So every, every human being, this is another great resource, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's a biologist. He actually um, said that 97% of your response to the world comes from your subconscious mind. So every one of us has a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. But if 97% of the time you're not conscious of how you're responding, it's because it's all the wiring that happened back here in your amygdala before you were seven years old. So everybody has a rejection or trauma before that time. So what I realized is that my first marriage was about his trauma meeting my trauma and we acted that stuff out. And not good or bad, it just is. We were great souls to provoke healing for each other but that didn't give me the relationship that I'm in now. That is like off the charts. Like I thought it was amazing before and I'm like, wow, like light bulbs. And so it's amazing that you have to make sure you're bringing yourself along because there's a lot of balls that we carry as female entrepreneurs, let alone like in the last couple of years having to be an at-home school teacher too because my kids were kicked out from the pandemic, right? I have four kids, you know, they're seven, eight, 10 and 12. It's like, wow. Oh. I was doing a lot of homeschool teaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a star you are. Oh my goodness. I mean, again, I've said this three times to you. I could easily talk to you for several hours, but <laughs> I was in tears when you mentioned the heart part, the, the energy mm. of the heart and let your heart be your guide. I, I don't know if those were your exact words, but yeah. it just truly resonated with me. I mean, the journey that Tanya and I come through, we left a, a chapter of our lives behind mm -hmm. to embark on our dreams. And that includes talking to people now that we find right. our tribe. We're feeling yeah. uplifted, but our goal, our heart goal is to uplift other women. Right. Yeah. Well, and don't forget, because many women will then tune into their heart, but they forget the numbers. Well, that's like, challenge. That's the thing. Go, okay, that's great. You're going to help all the women. Well, excuse me, what, that's, what is that going to do for your pocketbook? And I, I literally just was on a call before this one. I haven't even told Tanya that, but we were learning pricing. And I'm like, 
how do you price peace? I have a hard time giving my, <laughs> my, my content and my delivery. Well, price. you could get a pendulum. <laughs> Ooh. This is a spiritual pendulum. Oh. Beautiful. So you could say like, show me a yes and see how it starts to turn. And now watch this, show me a no. It'll totally turn the other way. You see how that happens? So when you're spiritually connected and you're actually following, I learned this from a spiritual teacher of mine. Um, it's just your energy, your higher self, your energy going through the pendulum. So like when you're stuck in your humanness and in your head, yes, the pendulum and literally, and I have come to learn that this is just one of the tools that you can use. Like if you're stuck in your noodle, go, okay, so what should I price it at? And just start like, is that $20? You know, $22? Yeah. And I literally just freaking follow it. I surrender into it and be like, all right, sounds good. And then I set it and forget it and it happens and it all works out. And it's like, okay, I didn't learn that with my MBA at the University of Notre Dame. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I love how that formal education combined with, you know, being so mindful and being spiritually kind of stimulated it's such a beautiful mix it's just yeah it's so nice yeah yeah and the more i go down that path the more i connect with who i really truly am because all those moms out there man you have to it is time for you to be yourself and freaking step out into the world many of us women have used i believe every human out there has masculine and feminine energy um we've become masculine in how we interface in the world, but we are magics in our feminine. Yeah. And what does that mean? That means that you're allowing, you're accepting, you're being, you're receiving, right? The masculine is giving, doing, pushing. You know, we push, we push the degree to where we're exhausted, right? Stop pushing, allow yourself to be supported. Like literally I have this one issue going on in my world right now, I'm like, okay universe god you know and whatever your deity is going can you just figure that part out because i gotta keep doing this over here and literally every time i do it it works out yeah, yeah. every time thank you so much julie sorry chilpa you wanted to add oh no just uh, i understand that when you mentioned we're more tapping into the feminine energy i spent majority of my career and my education in a very male-centric approach and mm -hmm. now i become my own worst enemy and ironically the very tools that i help and to support other people i need to use it on a daily basis to yeah. tap into my heart but that's why you're teaching it right you yeah. learn it at a deeper level yeah i even notice and remember that um the physical body is the last place that actually gets rid of the old patterns so as an example, the masculine, according to Chinese medicine, the masculine side of your body is the right side. And so I'm in this really deep transformation, but my inner masculine, because I'm, in, I'm in finance, I have eight brothers, I'm a go-getter. I've actually realized in the last couple of years that my fuel source to create what I've created thus far was on the wrong one. The masculine only got me so far because my magic's in my feminine. And so I've got this internal almost battle going on in my actual physical body that my masculine just doesn't want the feminine to, to go in front. It's like, no, my heart's important. Get up there, you know? And to the point where I have a Peloton treadmill in my house and um, literally like 
everything on the right side hamstrings locking up the calf is locking up my back and i'm headaches come out this eyeball and i'm like Ugh! what i've learned is that okay if you apply masculine and feminine to exercise as an example oh don't be on the cardio pushing your heart rate all the way to the top go into the fat burning zone that's a great way to explain like masculine versus feminine right the cardio is the pushing like i don't even feel like i'm working out when i'm looking at my heart rate and the burning facts i was an athlete and i'm like going jesus christ am i even really doing anything you know because i'm like <laughs> like i don't even feel like i'm challenging myself and i'm going oh this is my body telling me get in the fat burning zone not in the cardio zone because my masculine is fighting by clenching to get rid of all this old patterning that's in my cells and my muscles because i've done it for 40 years right in a different way and so it's like allow yourself the time to untangle it too and it's okay the key is is what do most people do oh i don't want to get hurt or i hurt and no, no, I've learned when pain comes up in the body, you're just at the threshold of a turning point and you're about to break through. But most people lay off the throttle and then they go, oh, I'll take a few weeks off. That leads into a month and then leads into the, instead of just low out, take off the intensity, keep moving the body to get your body where you want it to be, but back off the intensity and then it'll, feel, release it. yeah. mm -hmm, it'll release it. Yeah. Money and debt is the exact same thing. Like I, I, with, when it comes to money, this is again, where our health and our wealth are integrated. Um, I always talk about money in three categories. You have your financial past, which are your debts, your money in the present moment are your cash flows, your money coming in, money coming out of your checking account. And then the financial future is the assets that you've built up. So what happens is so many people can barely live in the present moment because they're paying for so many of their past choices with their debt lines, right? So if you only focus on your debt, you're only going to recreate more debt. So, you know, I have tips and tools and I've got YouTube videos and everything else about this, like how to like put your debt payments on autopilot and never think about them because whatever you think, whatever you speak and whatever you feel will create your tomorrow. Where energy goes, where attention goes, energy flows. Right. So put those payments on autopilot and don't think about it. And then when, when one of them's paid off, then you use your mindfulness and your intentions to say, okay, that was a debt payment of $200 a month. Now I'm going to put some of that 200 back into paying off my past. I'm going to increase what I spend today. And I'm going to put the other third into my future. If you constantly do that, you are slowly but surely erasing your past while living in the present moment and creating exactly the future that you want. It's amazing. And it works every time. That's pretty brilliant. cool. Oh, yes, you are a mompreneur. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes. He had to, he had to come join the conversation. I've had my kids on my lap a lot in the last couple of years. <laughs> I'm in the middle of talking to people's portfolios and my Mary Kate just walks in. She's like, hi. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, Mary Kay, what are you doing? You're supposed to be in the kitchen doing your homework. Yeah. This is just so, so amazing. Then this guidance you've just given us, I know I'm going to be, um, I've already ordered your book. And oh, thank you. I, I, I intend to try to like follow along, like if I could join a coaching group or whatever it means. But this is needed. Women need this, especially you mentioned just moments ago, how women mm -hmm. are transitioning out of a pattern of whether it's a workforce, 
and yep. entering mompreneurship or entrepreneurship, yep. we all need this knowledge. Otherwise you can transition, but you still have your old patterns. Right. Totally. And, and just allow yourself time to, because what you're doing is you're unpacking your subconscious mind and, and recreating it. That's what's happening because you're not going to plug into the world anymore from your trauma or your rejection from your childhood. You're going to plug in from this place of empowerment and creativity. And it's, it's a different fuel of how you're energizing your life. Like it's just different. And, and it's really about loving yourself enough to do it. That's really yeah. what you know, if, if, if every woman out there loved themselves as much as they love everyone else, this world would be a whole different place. Yeah. Can you imagine all of the magnetic uh, energy we would be off the, off charts. the charts? Yeah. Off Julie, you are a wealth, no pun intended, <laughs> of knowledge. And uh, yeah, it's just been such a joy talking to you. Like Shilpa said, we could talk to you for days. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. It's so beautiful. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, absolutely. We can have you back again as a guest. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh. Can you feel that shift in the air? That feeling that more and more people are living with intention and looking to truly make a positive impact in their life? That feeling that you just may need to pivot into something new? Millions of people are quitting their jobs as a result of reevaluating what feels right to them. People are looking to shift into something new, something that is aligned with their values. Are you one of those people? Well, if you are, you're definitely not alone. My mission is to help you build confidence and create abundance through actionable steps without feeling overwhelmed. And I strongly believe that a life led with positivity and purpose in service to yourself and others will contribute to the biggest rise in human consciousness and transformation our world has ever seen. Because of this need for change, this era of the big resign, this overwhelming feeling of wanting what's best for you, I've created my signature group program called TATS, Emotional Wisdom for a Life of Abundance. TATS stands for the Ambitious truth seekers. And it was created in order to guide you towards the subtle mindset shifts you need to create your abundant life. It's a two-month program plus bonus week that takes a holistic approach to tackle every main area of your life from health and fitness to career and finance and everything in between. Click on the link in the description for more information about this life-changing program. I cannot wait to see you there. As always, I thank you for tuning in. These episodes are meant to be of massive value to you, and so I hope you got something out of it. And if you did, all I ask in return is for you to give it a thumbs up, give it some love in the reviews, share with one or two friends whom you know will benefit from hearing this content. Check out the links in the description. Continue to lead with empathy, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Many blessings.